There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Clifford. We're back, had a few days off to digest the season. Um, obviously, there's been a lot to talk about, Robert. Joining me again is Robert Boyle. Um, Robert, back again, mate, for the new season coming up. Um, <laughs> the last few days and weeks been gone. A lot to speak about now. Oh, it's absolutely crazy, Ryan. I just, you don't think Celtic can make any more arse of things, but somehow they managed to do it. Um, we've obviously got a bit more in-depth into it, but... Crazy, crazy few days to be honest. A bit of a one thank for fans. Um, obviously, may as well get it the way you know how. Um, how's away? How's it all coming? How's coming? It's fucking. It's has been a bit of a whirlwind, as we've said. Um, obviously, we kind of had we inklings that we were getting a spectacle about it as they coming, and you're kind of like, I relax, everything's fine. The board are telling you he's coming, and this and that, and then. It wasn't a surprise, was it, Robert? In a way, it wasn't really because you were like, it's dragging on too much. When's this getting announced? And, and it, mate, it's just been an absolute shit show for the fucking, for this, se- for this season and for this start. There's no the start of the season yet and it's been a shit show. What I don't, I find very weird, Ryan, is that this has been going on for three months and they're saying it was today with backroom staff and what to come. Surely, and that three months, that should have all been tied up and just a matter of announcing it when the time was right. I just, it's very, very baffling, mate. I don't, I don't know if um, you're hearing rumours that he was getting a director of football put on him. You're hearing rumours that his transfer budget wasn't what he wanted. I heard, I spoke to somebody, I can't remember exactly who, but somebody spoke to me and said that Eddie Howe's got a disabled child and he was in a, obviously, the young boys in a school in Bournemouth pool where they live. And that was going to be a big stumbling block to move that young boy from there up to Glasgow into a new school and surrounding. Obviously, they don't want to upset the young boy. But I heard that. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Um, but it's just all very Celtic. And that how to disastrously fuck deals up. Like, you can go back to the John McGinn scenario. The Ben Davis scenario, obviously the, the screwed Ben and Rogers there be transfers. Then you look at the Ivan Tony scenario, and now you're looking at Eddie Howe and you're thinking, 
how can you get four or five things wrong so many times and it's all the press and it's just making us look pure amateurish. It's like Dunfermline going for managers or something and then all three months down the line, oh, you didn't get them. Shouldn't it be happening at a club with Selig, should it? No, mate. Um, I know I know we all get frustrated. You can maybe understand a few weeks. See the thing, it's, it's baffling for me, as you say, is it took three months and to be fair, I heard rumours that were talking to him in January, December. He was the guy they pointed out. So, again, you don't know if Lowell's still involved and he's said something. Is Desmond no interested in the mayor? We don't know as fans. I know you don't really need to be told of him. Um, but we all know this season when we don't nothing anyway. So, it's nothing new, says. But, I did deals, as you say, didn't get them in line with a full January window. Take get um, Davis, Danny Hatton, we needed wingers, Danny Hatton, need a manager, and we'll get a head scout. <laughs> There's guys who are going to a contract next year, guys that are contract this year. It's just, granted, I know we say last season was the biggest season, but for me, this season's bigger. So as we know, the big pot of gold at the end of the season, you win the Champions League, it could be between 25, 50 million, depending on whatever else, and it's not a good start, is it, to, to the season that's started yet? No, it's, it's shambolic, Ryan, you think? The season's done, you're thinking it's a bit of light now, we get a manager in, we get things start to roll, but Celtic just somehow managed to make a arsey things, and it's just, we're what, two weeks away from the start of pre-season? Three weeks? We don't have a scout, a director of football, or a manager, or a coaching staff, or a sports science, or whatever, it may be that we need at Celtic and we don't even how can you scout players and look at players you can it's, it just baffles me it just I just as I say as I, I would think this is something like a junior team like something that would be all rushed in like a junior team would do and maybe a wee bit of turmoil like a junior team you're not expecting it to be a couple of Celtic to be there and we have certainly took the the baton and the banter years we've just took the and just fucking ran with it, haven't we? The banter years. I don't, I don't get what's happened to us. Where it's, it's all went for downhill, and you think that's just a one season, it's COVID, it's a blip. But we're now <sighs> getting into June then. It's still no resolve for anything left. That tells me that the plan A was just plan A and there was never B, C, or D. And that's where it's left is in the mess we're in. Is that, I generally think, obviously, we've heard rumors and stuff about what was going to happen but again I don't know if you've heard as well from people you know Robert, but supposedly Neil Lennon was going to leave anyway no matter what if he won the 10 or he didn't win the 10 but supposedly if he won the 10 Kendi was getting it that's what I've heard Kendi was getting the job after Lennon leaves because he won, he's won the 10 and basically whatever happens after that for two or three years the fans would be like oh we've won the 10 it's alright we'll give him a job again I don't know if that that's just rumours I've heard through people I don't know if that is clarification I don't know and then so but he may be thinking right Lennon wins the league Kendall will take it they need to have anybody else they need to have a plan as you say no plan B no plan C whatever else and now Eddie Howe's no happening and then now the papers are saying this guy from Japan was already been thought about. We'll see if that's the case here after a month of Eddie Howe says, oh, I don't know. As he says, a top-class club will go, right, fuck off, right? do I be here? Go away, we'll get somebody else. That's the way all these teams work. And for some reason, like you've said about transfers, it's no anything new because we've been saying for 
years, even when Rogers was here, we're sleeping at the wheel. We're doing this, we're doing that. The fans have banners. Even when we were successful, the fans are not happy with the board. So it's not that it's something new. And all the pundits in the newspapers, what's happened to Celtic, what's happened more, as we've just said, the fans have been talking about for years. It's not a surprise to us that this is happening because the board has just been, the negligence of the board is ridiculous. And it all, for me, it all started, I know they signed, um, I know Dyla came in, but for me, that was when the negligence started. When they brought Dyla in, they didn't spend big money to go five, six, seven, eight years ahead of the Rangers. They just went, mate, we'll win the league. We'll win the league. We'll try and get in Europe. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if we play with Alston and Beaton and fucking Welsh and Greg Taylor or your fourth for, for, for these qualifiers. It wouldn't surprise me. That's the way it's, that's the way it's going to turn out because, as you say, on the scout, the manager, who's coming in, who's who's going out. We're talking about Ayer, maybe we've got a Newcastle for fucking six million pounds. Again, Where is I, it? I don't know. I've just looked Twitter. I don't know if it's true, right? But see if that is true. That's just Pete Celtic again. I know I know he might, might not be brilliant, but in this day of market, he's worth me on £6 million. But yeah. it's just Pete Celtic. We don't sell. I know you don't want to sell your best players, but maybe as fans, you take, see if we're selling, say it was his word for £40 million, right? At his peak, I might go, ah, oh, fuck, right, right. But on hindsight, thinking you should do it because we might only get £12 million from him. But again, as fans, we, we don't think about everything, but maybe now you might think, maybe when they are doing well, sell them. I don't it's, know. When the, iron, when the iron strikes hot, then I, you should sell your players. That's that's the be-all and end-all. But obviously with COVID happening, it's not going to be like your top money that you're expecting for these players. And maybe these teams like Newcastle and that will try cheekily bids. And it's up to Celtic whether they accept it or maybe I might turn and say, look, I want to go and uh, I'll go, f- I'll, I'll run my contact and, or you can accept the first bid. You don't know that, what's happening behind the scenes. That's the thing. Nobody knows. So people might go, oh, Celtic, I'll just accept and say, for instance, six million, it may, may it be six million. Celtic might think, well, if we don't accept that, it's going to leave us six months later in a pre-contact for nothing. Mm. So these are the things that you need to be very careful with as a club. But looking at managers, at least just went bananas with managers. That's just crazy out there. Conte leaves and Zaggy goes to Inter. That Enzo Macara guy that Celtic were after at Parma. Gattuso left Napoli and went to Fiorentina. These clubs aren't hanging about. They're just getting their managers out and managers in. And we are still three months down the line and no success. Obviously, thing we left and all Pirlo left mm. um, Juventus. Allegri went back there. Yeah. So these these are big clubs that are acting for their sale. Manager doesn't want to be there. Okay, away you go. Mm-hmm. Another manager right in place. And look at Chelsea going win the Champions League. Lampard wasn't doing it. You're out. Tuchel yep. in. I'm not saying you've got to get a manager of Tuchel, um, but it's how big clubs act. If it's not going right, get rid of the manager, get somebody else in and try and build momentum and look what happened with Chelsea. They get into the top four and they win the Champions League. So change is good. And it's just unfortunate Celtic never changed it a lot sooner. Or they might have had a chance of the league last year. 
And it's just because only this obviously the qualifiers. It's it's an absolute mess. And I, I was thinking, I, I I know the, the potential opponents Good were out today and um the opponents were out today another day and yeah. it's just an absolute shambles when it comes to the fixtures. Yeah. Is that me? Did you see who we can get? I said Gareth Arsline that in it. Gareth Arsline, Mitchell and Rapid Vienna, I think, the first one. And then if you get through that, you get Benfica, a Sparta Prague. And you're thinking, do you think we'll get through the first round? But maybe Europe might be a thing that we could just sidestep this year and try and concentrate on the league. It's not something I want us to do. But if that then got us to go and win the league for the Champions League next year, then I would by all means sidestep Europe this season. Especially with a new manager and probably Wales try to come in. But we need it financially, don't we? That's the only problem. Well, that's how obviously we're talking about this guy, Angie, whatever. I'm not going to say his name, I can't say it. Um, for Japan, um, Australia, the Australian guy. Um, Tinema, who comes in this season because of obviously the financial gain near the win the league, they're never going to get time this season. It's if you lose your league, they're I'm, I don't know what's going to happen if we get sacked or no, but we all know if we don't win the league this year, it could be a long four or five years because Rangers, in my opinion, if they had the money that we had, I generally think their board would, would, have, would have spent money. And our board were too busy to keep the balance books fine and we'll get the season books, we'll get the training gear. It's just... I don't know where you I generally don't know where we go for here. Um, you've got fans phone and radio shows you about talking about fucking Jack Ross and fucking Billy Davis and what like, come on, listen. Yeah. I I know I, I know these guys who phone in are maybe handpicked to try and get ratings and whatever, right? But see if you are any divine Celtic fan who's got a decent brain on themselves when when they were near Jack Ross, it doesn't it does not come into your equation, it does come into my equation. The guy who took care of Sunderland had or had the highest budget and failed. So he's done okay with Hibs, but again, he's lost in cup finals. You don't want a bottle at your team, you want a winning mentality. For me, I, I really don't know who we can... The only big name I've seen was the guy for the ex-Dortmund guy, Favre. He's the only guy I went, aye, bro, he, he would do. I don't really know. If this guy came in, I would give the guy a chance. I know it doesn't look good for the onset, but whoever's come in we've got to give him a chance and just hope whatever happens that it comes up trumps because it's not very good now is it mate? No it's not but I was I've read a lot about this guy um, and I did I'm kind of a thinking that a lot of ex-players and stuff have spoke about him saying that he's a good coach that he knows his game I've listened to interviews with him and how he talks about the game I to me it sounds good but everybody wants to write somebody off right away because he's not a big household name or we don't know him. I had a guy on Twitter the other day talking to me and he says, I mean, what the fuck would you want to sign a manager for Japan for? And I went, I don't know, maybe the guy might be good. And he went, I mean, how, who's come out of Japan? And I went, Arsene Wenger came out of Japan. That's true, I went, right. talk about Arsene Wenger, he says. And I went, I didn't say you did. I says, but you asked who came out of there. I say sometimes unknown guys that we don't know about, like Lebo Maravchik, can sometimes surprise us and we can go, wow, mm-hmm. some of us are blinded by 
European football or British football, and that's all we know. Sometimes further afield, there is good coaches, good players, good managers. It's just maybe we just don't know about them enough about them, and that's maybe it. But if he does come in, I'm wanting to give the guy a chance and well, back him, as, as they say. I think we all need to, whoever it is, it might not see if it is Jack Ross, and obviously I'll back the guy, but whoever it is, it comes in. If it is this guy for Japan, um, the fans will really get behind them, whoever it is, comes in because they will need a boost, and they will need the fan support. And I know, the, I know what I was saying to you the other day, and it's just the way the fans think that fans won't renew if it's not a bad name and stuff. But see, the more, the more I think about it, the fans need to help. The players in a way here. It's not the players' fault that the board's doing this, and we need to help the guy who's come in. If it means the season books, if it means buy whatever, buy into whatever this guy's, whoever it is comes in, we all need to buy into it. And if it means paying the season books, people might know what to do because that's their opinion. They can't maybe can't afford it because if it's happening, they might know why I get the full value. They might not know what to watch us. Fair enough, but if there's a season that we need to back the team and I think back the manager. I think this could be the season to date because if we don't win the league this year, well, but I, I, I don't know how long it's going to be before we get back in the top three because if they do get between 30 and 50 million, they're going to get better assets coming and they might sell bigger assets for more money, just like we used to do, sell our big assets, Tierney, Frimpong. Our big assets are kind of starting to go away now. Um, they might get sold on. I know... As we always say, we always bring somebody else in. We always get a gem every and again. But as we have said, you can't always count on a gem coming in. You need to get guys to come in now. None of these project stuff anymore. We've got to see guys in, trying it like done, and just, just build again because it is a massive, massive job ahead of us. Uh, it's massive. I mean, the manager needs to come in and look at the players. He doesn't know who's what. If this guy has come in, I don't think he's going to have been watching Celtic for the last four or five months and gone. Right, I like him, I like you, like him. He's going to need to assess the squad and go, well, I think we're lacking maybe the wide areas. I think we're maybe lacking a target man. And you've got all these players coming back for loan deals. I know they've now got a chance to impress. Whether that be, they get a chance to impress or whether Celtic have got deals tied up for them to go elsewhere, I don't know. But it's just, it's, the guy's going to need to be thinking 24-7. I don't think the guy's going to be able to sleep for the next two, three weeks if he comes in because he's going to need to assess everything. It's going to be hectic and I pray to God that will be him. I hope Gavin Stratton and fucking John Kennedy's nowhere to be seen anywhere near him because, see, that, that's just forcing a guy. It's just turning in. We'll get rid of winning and getting this guy in and it's the exact same setup. And it's keeping the guys who have failed us. Exactly, mate. Exactly. And... I just think we need a full refresh and I think my opinion about the full refresh is a full refresh for the board downwards because obviously this is part of the board as well. I understand that Eddie Howe's probably says I am going to come but the board have obviously again not done their due diligence and just waited and waited and waited. Instead of giving my deadline go right in three weeks hit your coaches and whatever are you coming or no? Because as you say these big clubs Italian clubs within T- even during the season a guy gets sacked on the Monday on the Wednesday there's somebody else in these yeah. guys as you say they've always got a backlist they've always got a plan A plan B before they even make a decision Chelsea they've had like 
50 managers in the last 10 years or something. We just do everything last minute all the time. Um, and obviously, we're talking about loan players. Well, Laxalt, Kenny, and Elanousi, I think their loan deal ends the day. I've only booked this time. Um, Brown's, I think Brown's contract is finished now. Um, you've got, is it Ralston, Ayer, Christy Henderson, Edward Griffiths? They've got about a year left. You've got, all, as you say, all these loan players coming back. Your Chev, your Biles, Henry's. Again, guys like they, it's guys like Bio maybe going to come in and play a part this year. Are they going to get a chance? Because he's been doing okay recently. Fucking, is Chev going to come in and do well again under a new manager, attack-minded manager? It's it's a lot of dead wood to be sold. And then we need to bring that back in again. You've got Blue Shaw coming in. Again, who signs you guys? I understand things do go behind the scenes and the club's still got to run as normal. But how can you sign somebody like Rogers says, was it Chev? I've never seen him play before. How, how can that harm at a club at Celtic? I just don't know how that can happen and how it's allowed to happen. It's baffling, mate. It's just... That must be, like, through scouts or whatever that Peter Lowell must deal with and they must say, by the way, I've got a gem in my hands here that's this and that. And he, oh, well, we better sign him before somebody else signs him. That's the only, the only thing I can think of because other than that, it's just crazy. There must be some, I don't know, guy talking to Peter Lawwell behind the scenes and telling him some certain things like that. I don't really know. I don't know how it works at Celtic. Well, I see it's not very well. Um, as I've said, about, I generally do believe that the model's going to be completely completely changed. Um, obviously, we don't know if the rumours are that it'll be fair go Harkin came down. Again, we don't know what the fuck's happening here. because That's, that's a surprising one, isn't it? Why is there no somebody in there to construct, like, get in some sort of order? I don't, I don't, it baffles me that there's nobody there behind, even Dominic McKay's been fucking quiet, I've not heard a word of him. It's to like, be fair, I kind of feel with him now, I feel he's the scapegoat and he's just in the door. But again, the border problem even gave him the right opportunity for a few months to actually deal with it. But Paul was just saying, like, that's you and Dom, deal with it. Again, we don't know everything, but I just, I'm trying not to give me personally, I'm trying not to give Mackay too much for it, because I, I don't, he's just on the job, but see if it's true about this guy for Japan, they know, is his team not a part of this city group? Aye. Right, yeah. So, see if that's Lowell the case. Is, city, yeah. So, is Lowell no involved in that deal then? Well, that's what, that's what it strikes to us, that he's still involved, so Lowell should be nowhere near this club anymore. He's been told to go, well, he's leaving, retiring. As soon as he he was said, I'm off, he should be doing a, a fucking a step back. He should bye-bye and let the other guys do it. There's, there's a thing there, Ryan, right? Do you think what happened with Peter Lowell's house might have been what spooked Teddy Howe? Do you know, I did say that to my old man today. Things like that. But Peter, oh... He's just to a back seat. But then that's maybe, but then that's maybe having questioned his character. Is he strong enough to be here as well to deal with all that side? That's a completely different thing for. I know. Getting abuse in the street and it should. Maybe he's for my family. My family could be in a house or just. I'm not saying that's what happens, but oh, definitely agree with you. Because I just don't get how it could be three months down the line and then all of a sudden it just goes dead in the water like that. It wouldn't surprise me if fucking Lowell tried to fucking 
suggest something and it's pulled it again. Again, us as fans, we can only speculate. What's that, mate? Then surely Dermot Desmond would need to step in and you know what I mean? I think he's been interesting golf at Gareth Bale, isn't he? Uh, he is. He's just more interested. I come for that big stinking tax he has. Uh-huh. I don't know what he does, man. I obviously he does stuff right, but I want him so far out of the club. It's but you see the thing is, see the thing is with Des as well, but right, I, I was arguing with a guy the other day, I think, on Twitter or something or whatever. I put it. He's, I can obviously we don't know what happens in the finances in between transfers, and whatever, right? but see if you actually look at the transfers we've sold, right? Has Desmond actually put his own money since O'Neill? No. Has not. he really? Because we've sold guys like Hooper, Tierney, Frimpong, Foster, Wanyama, big money, Tierney, Frimpong. So has, has he actually put a big wad of money in? No. I don't think he has because the season books, training gear, strips, they transfer deals. The money just a revolving door. Is he yeah. actually put, I genuinely believe, see, obviously it's going to be financially shooting whatever, right? See the guys we mentioned about Rodgers, how he's been screwed with transfers, right? He wanted Castagna. I know they maybe wanted £12 million, I think he said it by £8 See if Desmond was really interested in Celtic, he bought, right, fuck it, £12 million, that right back, mate, gets in fucking Europe. That's that's why I'm thinking, see if, if Eddie Howe is a man, the main man, right? Whatever Eddie Howe wanted, if it was money, staff, fucking give the guy what he wants, and he'll get a success. It was, it was, as we spoke about Rogers, the club bought onto him. They gave him the two and a half million pound wages. They bought Sinclair. They bought this. They bought that. Fans came out and bought everything. The 13,000. They bought into it. I would pay a lot of money out, but as, as you say, the money get paid back. We qualify for Europe. We sold players. We got it all back. And for me, it'd be the same with how. But for some reason, it's not happened again. They started off with Rogers good. They they done obviously the hybrid pitch. They started buying Sinclair and they gave him money. And but as you say, you need to spend to the what to get money back. And he did. He got us into two Champions Leagues. And Celtic's turnover was a hundred million under Rogers, which has never been seen again. You know what I mean? So I think the guy and he sold players. He sold them barely. He sold Tierney under well. He obviously wanted to replace these guys with the same quality and the board just what they wanted to do it. It's, it's baffling. Probably took in about 80 million, 70 million in transfers at Celtic under him, but as he says, it's it got to the stage, I think he just wrote, nah, enough's enough. Because as we've kind of spoke about a lot, is these projects, you're paying three and a half million pounds for Kamara, guys like Bio, Sheb, Hendry, as we said, I'd rather you just went and bought. I know I keep people have been giving me jibs at me about, about this Tony situation. I because the only reason I said I didn't want to get Tony was because they were quoting 10 million pounds, and I just didn't think it made business sense personally. A league one strike in England, 10 million pounds. Did I, you watch him in the playoff final? Brilliant, mate. What brilliant. a player! He brought what a player. Brilliant. I'm glad he's maybe put his. Everything I get about him was brilliant. He was just a nuisance, a presence. He was everything that we, we don't have. That's exactly what he was. He had everything that Celtic lacked this year up front. You know what I mean? He was turning players. He was holding the ball in. He was bringing others into play. 
brilliant, absolutely. His penalty was brilliant. I know he just stoked into the corner. It's frustrating when you see guys like, obviously we've been told stuff our volume and stuff about, about beginning and whatever, and you hear all these stories and you're thinking, why, what makes the board think that just can't just get the player you need? It's just, it's yeah. frustrating as fans knowing that these guys could be in your team and I who's to say that they, they could have came and failed. We all know that it happens, but the chance of McGinn fucking Tony failing here, looking back now, it wouldn't have happened. They've seen a guy in the championship. I know people say Ricky Lambert done well in the championship and failed in the hang. Ricky Lambert was 33, 32 when he went from like the business, yeah. whatever Tony is, 25, 26, whatever. He's, that guy's at his peak now. That guy's just going to get better. Now you're talking about going to Arsenal and West Ham for 30, 40 million. You're thinking, Fuck me, man. I understand. I was quite critical when it came to from paying £10 million. Of like, it doesn't make sense, in my opinion. I don't think it was £10 million up front, Ryan. I think it was like five and a half to £6 million and then yeah, I don't... I, I was only going by what was quoted for the papers. I'm thinking, right, no. I can't, you can't... That doesn't justify paying money. But then see when you say it was £6 million plus add-ons, I went, well, that's what I paid for Yeti, basically. Yeah, no. To be fair, see, on hindsight, looking, I was like... A Yeti play for Champions League. Basel done really well. He done well with Elanusi at Basel. He went to West Ham. I didn't really play too well, but they signed that guy for, oh, what's his name? Spassin Hara. £40 million. He was always going to play in front of him. He came up here, prove himself. He was wanting to take a few weeks to decide him. You're thinking, well, that's not a good start. But see, hindsight now, you're thinking, just get the guy, Tony. Who's to say he would have won the league with him? But, as you say, to give us that option. I know they wanted to sell Edward, but why not just keep Edward and buy Tony? Why Why do you need to sell Edward? Fans are saying, no, we need to, we need to sell. No, you don't, you don't need to sell anybody. We've supposed to go £19 million before this last uh, update and the bank, and that was without the front pump deal. We had £19 million sitting in the accounts. It was said, people can say it's lies, it's no lies, it was sitting there in the accounts on the Celtic website. Plus the twenty five was it the eleven million pounds for Frimpong. So where's all this money that we're not spending? I know there's a pandemic still going on. There's no fans and whatever else. But now they're trying to give you half priced um, fucking strips, training gear, chocolate bars. They're going to put out new strips, which again people will buy because they know fans love the club. Fans love the strips. They'll buy it. That's why they've got you with the buzz. They've got me with the buzz because I like your training gear. So I'll buy it. It's just they've always got you with boys with something, and that's what's frustrating as well as fans. As you say, Robert, fans will phone and I be I be it'll be the tap to the way and all that, but you're thinking, no, because you're still a Saturday in your board with your day, you're going to watch Eric. That's just yeah. what we day as fans. But it's I get why fans are frustrated and things like that, but as you say, I think this season we really need to back them and try and win the league because if we don't win the league it could be a sorry two or three years mistake we could be in after it and I hope the board understand that the importance of it because I think the fans and the board are so far away from each other it's it's crazy it's massive they're so far different planets as far as I'm concerned they just don't seem to understand what the fans want and what what is right for the club they seem to think Oh, we balance the books. The books is brilliant. But nobody's want to go to a fucking park and watch balanced books. They want to go and watch a team on the park. If the team on the park's doing well, 
the, the books have the parts they move. It's as simple as that. But they don't see that. They just see it. Figures. That's how they look at it. Figures. There's too, in my opinion, there's too many Tories on their board now. Too many yuppie cunts that just care about finances and money. There's nobody taking direction of the club and taking it in the right way. I understand, as we've spoken about the football as a business now, we understand that, but it's still a football club and it's still the fans are the football club. But if there's no fans, there's no football club. Um, and you've put the nail on the head there. If you spend money, especially with Celtic, you will get it back, especially when it comes to Europe. If you get a team on that park that can get into Europe, you're going to get the money back. It's getting harder and harder for us now because he says... The qualifiers are, unless we win this league, um, I'm most saying we're not going to get in again, but it's going to be even harder. If we qualify for this, uh, how many next year, uh, win the league next year? I'm not saying right after this European stage, but next year, if you win the league, you're getting whatever, 30 million, whatever it is. Players will go, oh, fuck, I might go and play Celtic Park. Hopefully by then, the pandemic's finished. 60,000 with the lights. Lights, we get Sinclair and that. That's when players go, fuck, I might go and play with Celtic. Do you really want to play with Celtic when they're finishing the second every year? No? No. I know. That's it's Europe and the, and the Glasgow Derby is what people go want to watch in it. And, well, go and play in. I suppose that's it. And Europe's a big attraction to get decent players in. And I think the Champions League is where most players want to play in their careers. So you've got to really win the league to give them that chance. I mean... I, don't, I honestly don't see us getting anywhere near the Champions League this year. I'd be happy with the Europa League group stages, but if we need to sacrifice, as I say, Europe this year to win the league, then I'll happily do it. But we really need to get our asses in gear and get some sort of manager, director of football announced in the next two or three days because the longer it goes, the more worrying it's becoming. Every day, it's right, Monday. That's Wednesday now, Friday. You're like, listen, oh. just... Refreshing Twitter, refreshing fucking mobile apps with fucking football news. It's you're just losing patience with it, aren't you? It's like fucking nightmare. But as the longer it goes on, the fans are going to get even more frustrated. They're going to get even more abusive in a way. Know me personally, but that's just what some fans are like. They'll get frustrated and they'll hit Twitter and. It's just a pure circus at every every emotion, and it's just and the fans now because we've lost the league. The manager's been sacked. Kennedy's not done a good job again. I'm not really going to blame him too much because he was he was always going to be the fall guy for the rest of the season. Um, but the board have got to have a, as you say, Desmond owes us as fans. The board owes us a bigger point. If, I, if this guy turns out brown, if it is a guy for Japan, I'm starting to warm to my wee bit because he. People saying they like attack football and that's what we want. I've always said if we score seven and they score six, win the game. Couldn't give a fuck, we won the game. Um, but I just don't know. I don't really know much about the guy. I just know that he's obviously a very attack manager. He takes no shit for the press, which should be maybe good up here. Um, takes no shit for the players. It's either his way or it's his way, which I think we need at the club, Robert, because as we've seen this season, players are too comfortable around certain managers in certain situations and I think we need to get out of the club. Did you see that I found it very strange before obviously the Howe deal had broke down on the other side that it says that Tom Rogic wasn't going away with Australia. I said aye, aye. 
get yourself fit. But no, I'm thinking, did he know something that obviously did they know? Did they tell the players that like, Eddie Howe's no coming? And that's when Roberts went, well, if this is who you're going for, then I'm going to get fit for him. I don't know. I just found it a wee bit strange that Roberts came out and said that he wasn't going away with Australia, he was going to stay and get fit for the new management team coming in. And then and it looks like his ex um, national manager is going to be obviously a manager. I thought that was a bit strange. I did pick up on that myself, mate. Um, which again, because I did serve like, I was kind of happy that he said that. Obviously, if we all thought it was going to be the how because I'm like, good, he's committed. Somebody's committed yeah. to the cause. He's, yep. he's, he's given up playing for his country, which is a very, very proud thing for a football player these days, um, to get yourself fit. And I'm thinking, mate, that's maybe he was committed even last season and just finds any work out. But um, again, we don't know what the fuck's department at the club. Um, a day by what people are saying on obviously all these guys for Australia and Japan, and the guys know a yes man, which is obviously. Lennon seemed to be, um, Dyler seemed to be that. Rogers definitely wasn't a yes man. Um, but we need somebody who's, I think, ruthless and just go, listen, you're not good enough. If you're not, if you're not doing well in training, you're not playing. And I think that's maybe one reason why we, we come to this season, especially at the start of the season before guys like Tumble came in. Brown was getting comfortable in the charm. McGregor, they were not playing well. I bet you're playing well. Last three or four years, we'll keep you. Again, I was, I was kind of, I'm mean, a bit hypocrite there for me personally. I was like, no, it will come good, it'll come good, it'll come good. And then I go to about October time, and me and you, and even John, we were saying, hey, guys, we need to change here. Uh, we, we were talking about it in October. This person is just January and others. Then we were talking about changing the model in October. We need to change lens, go to go, we've got to change the model, we've got to get either the Leipzig or the Ajax, we've got to look at different scouting systems. We were talking about that months ahead of other people and and that's us as fans and people who just like football and watch football so how can the board not see that how can they not see that but we can see that and we're just guys who do a podcast and look at football and we see that as a different angle but, but they don't which is for me that's concerning guys at that level can't see that but we can see that it's very concerning but as I say the board just seems so far for reality it's unreal it's like to me, they just didn't have a plan B. They just thought, let Lennon go and he won his 10 and then we'll reshuffle it to the end. And then when it all went tits up, they just, well, like rabbits in headlights. They just didn't know what to do. They didn't want to sack him. Fans were protesting. Gave him another chance, gave him another chance. And you think, there's no way back for him here. You just knew deep down that he wasn't going to, but then they just get rid of Lennon and keep Kennedy and Stratton. You think, I mean, what use is this? This is like, he should have identified a manager then, got him in, bred him in, and let him just mm. get to the end of the season. They did have judged him. They did have said then. But then the manager done known what he's working with and what he needs for next season, and he should have hurt the ground running. They knew. Knew. We're sitting here. No manager, no director of football. Three months down the line, we're still no further forward. And it's just baffling me. It's, as I say, it's like something you would think at a junior club no. that maybe a turmoil like a junior club where somebody's just fucking made an arse and maybe say like a guy owned it has never been putting the money up and it's just went in turmoil we're meant to be a well-run club worldwide phenomenal club it's it just they, Peter Lowell always goes on about Celtic as an elite club that wants to be at the dinner table with all the top teams well stop acting amateurish mate, because we're 
we're certainly know that now, the way we were acting as a club and how they're treating the fans and even the players to the extent they're just they don't help name any much. I mean, you don't know what's happening with contract talks, as you say, there's a lot of players down to a year left of their deals and guys like Griffiths, we don't know what's happening with him. Nobody knows. Are they just gonna sell him or what? Are they gonna nobody knows what's happening? It's just very, very baffling. It's very frustrating, mate. Um it's obviously like like you say, learning can I get chance after chance after chance. As soon as Dyla had one massive result against Rangers that didn't happen, he was banned. Yeah. So and for me, I do agree. I've I've kind of says looking back now, Dyla done an okay job for what he had. He didn't get massive amount of money to spend, but again, they signed a lot of shit. But again, was I don't believe they were high signings. Not a chance was Carlton Cole signing Kazim Richards. That's just my opinion. They didn't suit his style of play. He he's he was managing was it Norway, wasn't it? So how's he meant to know who the fuck Carlton Cole is when he's 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 just been released by West Ham or something, you know what I mean? He, I know. he just he doesn't know who Carlton Cole is. He's he's managing fucking Norway. Um he brought on Johansson. I, I know he kind of faltered in his last year, but Johansson for me his first season was fucking top notch. He was brilliant. Lennon brought him in, right? Aye, it was his first, season, his first season was superb. Yeah, he changed back midfielder because he was a defence under Lennon. Um, so I, I, I see that the amount of players you brought on, I keep forgetting who the, who the fuck put them in there. Oh, getting to that stage now, Mike. It's but I think Dyer, obviously, we all knew after that game he was, he was gone. We knew that because the board wouldn't have had that. That's when I think the board one maybe at their best, like, no. When they get somebody bigger in. Um, but as you see, Lennon get chance after chance after chance. And we all know he was there because he was getting paid with Celtic. He wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave a 15, 20 grand, whatever it is, job a week for to go on the, on, on the dole. I wouldn't do it. So, but as you say, mate, it's just a whirlwind of car crashes every single day. There's wee things yeah. popping up from there. I love Dermot Desmond, this false this saga. The biggest guy at the club and he's no commute say then. Exactly. Ozzy turns around and says he's no selling his shares. That's what I've read about him. I'm not selling my shares. So, do something about it then. If you're not selling your shares, do something about the club. Bring the club back. Do what it needs done to get what you, we need to get back on track. And it's that, just silent. Because that's what's frustrating. I know he's, I know all that money's no selling, but he's a, as we've said, he's a multi-million billionaire. Um, and again, obviously we don't know the full ins and outs of finances, but to us as fans, we're not seeing money like his getting inputted. See, as you say, Lawwell wants us to be the cream of the cream, mate, the top of the top table, Champions League. Why can't you not spend 20 million plus? Buy three or four superstars, 20 million pound, because if you win the league, and they just, as you say, you'll get that back. You'll get it back. That's the thing that nobody spoke about. Peter Lawwell get paid between 2.5 million and 3.5 million for that disaster season. Not one mm. came in and says, No, I've not achieved my goals this season. I'm putting, I'm not taking some of my wages. Not one he came in and said that. No. He's took his wages and ran. That's what he's doing. Because he's retiring, which is a disgrace. He's the second highest paid CEO in British football behind Ed Woodward at Man United. That is to me is just baffling. 
as he's supposed to be a Celtic man, right? So you tell us taking your two and a half. Take a million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Put some of it back. It's fucking... He's See, probably made about 30 million out of sale, 45 million or whatever it may be. Mate, he'll be minted off us. Considering, obviously, we've been qualifying for Europe two or three times and been minted again. We'll just need to see what happens in the next few days and hopefully something comes up with again the manager situation never comes in I'll back him but I'm kind of deflated about on I just want somebody to come in and just get his gone again because as I've said the qualifiers are soon pre-season two or three weeks you've never even got a fucking you've never even got a scout you've never even got a sports sign you've got nothing which is and it is very very concerning um, even if you did get a manager this guy comes in right just say he gets announced tomorrow he's got the quality for 10 days I know. And they're saying he's going to get his pro license or something for Europe or something. And I'm going, oh, no, that's just, he can't. It's like just, it's like, it's like a comedy sketch, isn't it? And I understand Gerard didn't have it either, but he was doing it on the job. He had the, uh, I guess he says, I'll date while I'm on the job, which is fine. But they knew about that. Celtic probably didn't know that. And I've just found it out now. That's the type of work that we've been used to the last year. And that's what we've been doing. Um, it's just, as I say, mate, I don't know what your thoughts on obviously this guy is before we move on a bit about the, the Euros chat with Scotland, but I just, whoever it is comes in, I'll back him, but it's just going to be a I like tough few He won, he, Brisbane Roar, he won two leagues with him. He won the Asia Cup with Australia. The Australian players bought into it, said he was brilliant. He went toe-to-toe with Chile, the Netherlands, and Germany, I think, in a group, and he was unlucky in the 2014 World Cup. The Australian fans loved him, but he didn't feel he got the backing for the Australian FA. Um, he's won titles in Japan, so I think he'll have a good bit of knowledge uh, outside European football, that side, that he could maybe unearth a few gems to come to say, like, whether they'll both back that. May he be the manager? I do not know. But he might be an absolute car crash or he might be an absolute overnight success we don't know whether he comes in we'll just need to see what the time what happens but I did read one of the journalists saying that the Celtic fans would take him because he likes to play an attacking aggressive football um, and that's the way he likes to play and for me I think that's what we were lacked this season we just never had words for anything we just seemed to be Going through the middle and getting out crowded out with a lot of teams, average teams, and I think we really need to be of a calibre like that, aggressive attacking football, kind of what we got under Rogers the first season and a half. And I think we've not had that since then. And it'd be refreshing to see all the plans with players he gets to bring in as well. That's the thing I know on it. We don't know what's happening with that. It probably depends on who leaves us as well, money wise. What we're going to get spending? I, I don't know. It's going to be a whirlwind, isn't it? Um, because I know he, as you say, he's a tank football. I think it's like four, three, three, four, whatever. I think he's very, very attacking when it comes to his formation. I think I've seen that all day. Um, again, if that is a football we need to play, but I sort of say to my own man in there, I know whoever comes in, they're not going to have time. No, it's, just, it's going to be. It's going to be 24-7, it's going to be signing, it's going to be scouting, it's going to be... Because as we said, we're learning, it got December, 
and my fans are like, no, like, no, it was October, you need to get out. If this is, if it gets to October and we are maybe three or four points behind Rangers, no doing very well in Europe and or whatever, the fans are going to be on their back, listen, get out before this gets even worse. And we don't want that to happen because the guy could be a fucking brilliant guy and he comes here and he's reputation gets in tatters because of a two or three month bad spell. Abroad. Yep. Uh, it's he just you're hoping that Fergal Harkins maybe looking at players and getting things in motion and for whoever may be coming on, I don't know. If he's gonna be even the director of football, I don't even fucking know. Sorry, there must anything in it. We know nothing, mate. Um, but obviously, a bit, a, bit, a bit of positivity. Um, obviously, the Euros, I think two, or f- two weeks or so, the day, the first game. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm doing myself for uh, the London, so I'm looking forward to it. But I'm just, it's just a bit surreal that I'm a big fan of Scotland, so I'm just it's a bit surreal that we're actually in a major tournament in my generation because I didn't think I would see it. So for us to, to be there and see it, that is really kind of positive for the country considering what we've been through the last year or so and it's a bit of light maybe in the tunnel this is happening the summer's here and it's just something to look forward to I'm going to say one thing lockdown's been brilliant for Scottish sports <laughs> we beat England in the rugby at Twickenham for the first time in 35-40 year we done actually well in the Six Nations we've qualified for a tournament for the first time since 1998 aye I think no boozing and um, quarantining and stuff and obviously lockdowns help Scottish sportsmen. So, aye, nah, all joking aside, mate, um, aye, really good. I just hope we don't get there and get slaughtered. I think we've got a decent enough wee squad to go with. We've got a couple of boys that play in English Premier League that will probably be good stead for us. Um, young Bolly Gilmore won the Champions League at 19. I think at 19 I was fucking in my mate's room with a CD listening to fucking Scooter or something. I bought a mad tug, but fair play at 19. That boy's waking up with a Champions League medal. It's fair play to him, isn't it? Sitting there with a bottle of beer, shooting hardcore, hardcore. Aye, <laughs> uh-huh. um, there's a lot of good positives. McTominay played in the Europa League final. McGinn had a cracking season. Andy Robertson had a no bad season. Aye, you've got. Kieran Tierney had a good season bar a few injuries so I think you've got players in there that could be good for Scotland that will be a good stead for us um, obviously young Billy Gilmore might get in. I don't know where he'll play or no but obviously it's good experience for him Turnbull's there Forrest is back for injury aye a few select players five, I think five or six select players are getting took on um, it'll be good it'll be be good to just sit and watch it to watch us come to a major European tournament, I suppose. Right? I think you fancy yourself in the Czech Republic at home is the first game. Aye, I think you should fancy yourselves. I'm not saying there are any mugs, but Scotland at home, it's giving you a chance in it to get three points. Obviously, the two big names are England and Croatia, but I generally think that. I think England give him a close game, mate, especially with Steve Clark's tactics, he's not going to get in the way. Um, yeah. I know Harry Kane's listen, he's one of the best things in the world so it's going to be hard to play against him but like he did against Serbia he get his tactics right and everything else if he plays the players we buying into what he's doing so it's a one half game as you say Robert anything can happen um, he could get a penalty he could get a lucky we always play well against England Scotland we never seem to get trounced 
So, uh, I seen that, I the last the game, obviously, the Griffiths two goals. They had they, a very, very good team on that park, that day. Um, yeah. some... They won, didn't it? They won, didn't it? Remember, they, they beat Scotland, I think, 3-2. And end up, Kenny Morgan. Scotland were good that night. It's, you've just got to believe in yourself, I suppose, and be 100% concentrated on it. That's, it's the switching off at Scotland seem to mm-hmm. do quite badly. The switch off at the key moments. I definitely think as well that the boy Adams has got he's a big boost because he, oh, play, he played against all these guys as well so he's yeah. at that level he's a fucking powerhouse of guy man I don't know I've only seen him bits and bobs down south but then I know I, is it who are we playing is it Oster I was like my dad he's a powerhouse he's quick yeah. he's strong holds the ball and links the play I'm like he would do well for us and yeah. Europe obviously right. the hold ups and that as well I, I was kind of saying it in a Celtic way I was like, it would do well. It looks like, obviously, we can't afford them, but that's the my mode I think we need to hold it up later and be quick at the same time and be able to get into the box because even the guys like Edward, we don't seem to have guys who burst, obviously, Griffiths when he was fully fit and whatever else, but guys who burst a box to score goals, just love on scoring goals. And he seems the sort of guy that's going to be in the box all the time and give guys like John Stones and that's Harry Maguire a hard, hard time. Um, as you see, we've got Winger, Forrest, and attacking with Tumbo, Gilmore if he plays. They've got a lot of the midfield decent, striking's okay, but the worry is off the centre backs. They've not really got decent centre backs. Is it McKenna? Well, he played with Leeds, and I think they finished about 10th in there. That's true. Well, he must, I've not seen much of the boy, I can't even judge him, but he must be decent because he's Leeds captain. Mm-hmm. He must be a decent enough player. So. And he's, he's not been playing him, but has he? That's the thing. He's been playing the boy, big boy Declan Gallagher. And to be fair, the big boy hasn't done anything wrong. So, see, that's what I'm saying. For me, anyway, will Steve Clark go be tried and trusted the first game? Who won maybe the qualifier and go with O'Donnell and your Gallagher? Or will he change it about and just go, no, I need to play the best team? Or will he put that aside and go, no, I might play guys who deserve, deserve a chance to play? As a, it must be a headache for him as well to, to say who they play because, as you said, there's a lot of good players, especially in midfield. I generally think we have got a good squad. It's just, for me, the, the worry is the defence. That's I know you've got Tierney and Robertson, and but the right-back situation, again, you don't really get a proper... I know you've got Patterson, but the boys only played five games. So, O'Donnell, that's the only bit for me. It's the stumble box with the... Centre backs and the right back because you don't know if he's going to play Taylor centre back and play Robson left back. Because for yeah. me, I'd rather, I'd rather play Taylor left back and put Robson further forward. Tank turns a better defender than Robson. Uh, yeah, I would say so, my, my own opinion, but um, but I don't know. It's that'd be quite cool thought under it having two brilliant left backs and no much right backs or no much centre halves. It's just fucking typical. Just again, I've, I will be a wee bit mad about it closer towards it but I do think it'll be good mate just as he says it's see a country play a major tournament we're not really used to it so especially maybe me and you in ages we are you've not seen too much it so that is good to see Aye. I remember in 98 I think I was 11 12 when we played that we played Brazil and uh, the school took us to the pictures at Parkhead Ford and there was like 10 5, five or 10 schools um, and we all watched it in the pictures and <laughs> Um, the park kid, but I went and they done like a wee half time raffle and all that. You could win stuff, 
Oh, Shiny Day's new in it. It's all about money new in it. It's all money new, man. Um, as you say, you watch all these tournaments and we're never in them. You're like, well, maybe we'll never, we'll never get to see it. So, well, they're new. The pressure's off. We're just go and try and enjoy ourselves and hopefully pick up a couple of results in it. Definitely. I mean, as I say, mate, we'll go to Scotland again if, if in a few weeks' time and it starts. But again, obviously, Celtic, we'll just hopefully. In the misery in your manager this week because, as we've said, Robert, it's going to be a whirlwind a few weeks to try to get us sorted because it's the board have put themselves in a fucking hard, hard place. Aye, uh, definitely, man. Definitely. Did, just on our last one, did you watch the Champions League final? Aye, aye. What did you think of Man City no playing and a, a striker? Mate, you got Avni. Avni expertise to tell Gardio about today, but he fucked it with his team. He fucked but, uh, it. Aguero and Jesus on the bench, man. He's playing with a false number nine. False number nine, and then he play a and then he play a holding midfielder. Aye, and then he put Gundogan, who was more attack midfielder, and scoring a lot of goals. He put him down there, and then Sterling, he hadn't been playing. They brought him in, and I thought that is weird tactics. And I thought they got everything they deserved. I thought Chelsea's spot on tactics against them. But look at the one big Diaz across the box. Was Aye. And it goes right across about five yards out, and you're thinking, that's what happens when you've not got a cycle in the park. If, if that's a great, it's a goal. Oh, bang, that's a goal. Aye, they bring him on too late, you know what I mean? But oh, it was just a, that was what it was, mate. It was a point on that that I thought he was a bit arrogant. That Guardiola, I'm not saying Guardiola's not a good manager, but going into a Champions League final and playing a false nine when he's number nine, it's like fucking inner Steve Clark, uh, Steve Clark, inner Craig Levine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If, if Pep Guardiola can do it, then Neil Wenning can do it. So it's all right if Guardiola right. does it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as I say, mate, I appreciate your time again and hopefully we'll have somebody in place soon because we need a bit of cheering up. But again, thanks again, Robert, and I'll catch you again. Right. Cheers. Right, see you later, then. Bye. Can't deny the need to fly.